Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What's up, nerds? This is Just a Couple Arslings, the Last Kingdom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jessica Toomer. And I'm Melissa Fixie. We are writers for Sci-Fi Wires fangirls who started recapping The Last Kingdom in Season 3, so we decided to bring that nerdy, horny energy to Podcastlandia. The last episode! Ah, I can't believe we're done already! It's so crazy (laughs) to me! I know! I just... It's so weird! Like, we... When we first started, you know, doing this podcast, we had to do, like, three seasons worth in, like, it felt like a month. And so it felt like so much, and it was exhausting, and I loved it, but it was also like, yay, we're kind of done. I don't feel that way with this. I, I don't either. I upset. Yeah, shockingly, it's a lot more pleasant, you know, taking your time and recording one season at a time instead of three. Right? Just really enjoying the show. Yeah. Plus, like, we knew that season four was coming, so we had that to look forward to. But now, like, I'm hoping we get a season five, but there hasn't been any, like, official announcement yet. At least since at the time of recording this episode. Hopefully, you know, hopefully when it comes out, they'll have announced something. But give us season five, because there are things I need to see come to fruition. Well, here's the thing. I... I, like, firmly believe that we're going to get a season five. I I just can't see why we wouldn't. But, like, we're all kind of suffering under the unknown of, like, this pandemic. And so who knows when, like, filming, any kind of filming scheduled or otherwise is going to start back Uh, up again. I don't know. It just feels like I'm really holding on tight to any, like, shows that are coming out right now because I don't know when we're going to get new stuff. Like, it's very... It is uh, a TV critic's worst nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that in I know my it's bones. Low on the totem pole of like priorities, but yeah, I don't know if we're gonna have a lot of new like entertainment coming. You know, the like last half of this year, early next year, it's gonna be weird. Well, on that super God, fun note. Yeah. <laughs> really depressing. Uh, let's move on. All right. Let's talk about war. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we open on this siege of Winchester. It's not going mm-hmm. well. They've been there for Clearly. apparently a month of trying to 30 get in. 30 days. days. 30 days. Yeah. Yikes. I mean. And, you know, Credit to Edward for building the walls of Winchester so strong, but I think he's regretting his thoroughness now. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you know, build up your palace walls to, like, withstand a siege thinking um, you're going to be the one sieging it. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, you got to feel for him. It's a real mess. Um, We've got heads on spikes, you know. It's just, it's not good. And I think, I like that, on a show that really rarely acknowledges the passing of time, <laughs> that they wanted to put in there like thirty. It's been thirty days. days. <laughs> they let us know, you know, it's it's been a rough time, and um, 
everyone's kind of the morale is very low. Um, and at this point, Edward is is kind of like, fuck it. Let's just burn it all to the ground. You know, yes, I'll kill all of my people, including my sons and my family. But hey, the Danes will burn alive also. And it's just like, yeah, I I mean, it's been 30 days. But like, that's the mindset of someone who's, you know, been at this for like a year. I mean, it's just he's really. Uh, yeah, he's lost it. <laughs> Ethelfled is has been up in Efferwich, and uh, Eldhelm comes to Edward and, and tells him the good news that she has taken back Efferwich. Uh, the Danes have surrendered. She's been crushing it. And now it. she's heading down. She, I mean, the women always crushing it on the show. And so she's going to kind of come down, you know, to help Edward out. Of course, he takes this news not too well because it's like, you know, great that she's doing so good. I'm not doing that great. And I don't want to be like this kind of shameful mark on my father's like history while my sister is getting all the glory. Mm. Again, it's like all about rep with this dude. And I'm just so over it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think it'd be it'd be hard for anybody to sort of be the child of Alfred after all that he accomplished and like how beloved he was by the people. But also like, I mean, you got to be your own man at some point, you know, like you have to, you know, take responsibility for the many mistakes that you've made. And he needs to like, just let it go. You know, like, yes, he's not his dad. He's not going to be his dad, but he needs to sort of decide what kind of ruler he wants to be instead of just, I don't want to, you know, mess up my dad's legacy. Okay. But like, what else are you going to do? What else, dude? Right. <laughs> like, so you've got to have something more than just that as a plan. Yeah. But he decides that the best plan is to burn Winchester to the ground, which, sure. you know, I think if I was one of the Saxon people trapped inside uh, Winchester, I would remember that, you know, be like, hmm, he was willing to burn us all alive rather than negotiate. And that I just really feel like that would uh, not sit well with his people. Oh, really, Alyssa? Yes, because, that, you it's know. just an inkling that I have. Yeah. <laughs> In a roundabout way, it is kind of similar to what's happening right now oh. with people saying we need to go back to work oh, for the man. economy. Like, yeah. there's so many, like, small hits on this show that I'm just like, ah. Uh. It's not the same as being burned alive, but, like, but like kind of close. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, these these people are not going to be cool with it if they ever find out, you know, hopefully for Edward they won't. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it's it's just so interesting because so we see Edward kind of losing his shit. He's at his wit's end. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of cut to what's happening within Winchester. And Sigtrier's just like cool as a cucumber, man. It's crazy how chill he is. (laughs) So chill. Um, He's he's been on the Mary Jane, I think. I don't know if that existed back then. But, you know, him and Sior are, you know, up in Alfred's library. They're reading about Saxon history. They're playing checkers. There's lots of flirting. I will not be told it's otherwise, cute. Alyssa. No, it's cute. I'm, 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 you know, I'm on board now. I, I see what you saw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just doesn't seem bothered. I, I get the. I mean, there's hints that, you know, because the siege has gone on so long, they're kind of running out of of bread, which would be a real problem for me. Mm. Um, lack of carbs. Right. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like things seem okay. And then, of course, you know, Brita has to. Ruin the whole fucking mood. Yeah. Um, she's such a Debbie Downer this Brita, season. Brita's having a hard time, and I'm having a hard time with her. But, yeah, she mm. 
she sort of sees how Steora and Sig Trigger have bonded, and I don't think she likes it very much. So she decides that she wants to kill Steora in order to draw Uhtred out of the camp and sort of hurt him in that way. Because, you know, mm-hmm. that's the only thing Brita cares about right now. Like, she's like, yeah, I guess I'm having a baby, but, like, I gotta fuck up Uhtred's life in a real way or my life <laughs> doesn't matter anymore. So... Not not a good vibe, Brita. Not digging it's it. It's really... Yeah, it's not a great vibe. But Sig Trigger's like, actually, I'm in charge here. I will select the hostage. And also, everybody needs to go dampen the roofs with water and mud to protect from fire. So this guy, like, he can just... Genius. Yeah, he can just make all kinds of decisions and not even break a sweat. And I feel like, especially when you have, like, Edward melting down in the camp, it really shows, like, the contrast between these two men at this point. Yeah, Sigtrigger is totally, like, the dude I would want to go sieging with yeah. if I ever wanted to siege a city. Mm. Um and, it, yeah, he just seems totally unbothered, and that's just pissing off Brita more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get to see a glimpse of, of Heston because he's kind of become, I guess, one of Sigtrigger's generals. I don't know. And and for some reason, Heston's being nice, nice to Edith. I don't understand hiding it. Hiding her. I don't understand I don't it. Get like, it. It's, it's, I think it's one of those things where it's like, we need to keep Edith around, so we're just going to have Heston right. taking care of her in an attic for some reason. So, like... She's got the plot armor, I think, at this point. But Heston, protecting her in an attic does not feel particularly correct. But you know what? I like Edith, and I want her to make it. So, like, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At at one point, I was like, is this show really going to make me like Heston and Aylesworth in one season? No, Heston's still a dirtbag. I know. It's fine. It it was a quick, like, moment of insanity, but he he proves later on, like, we were right to not like like, I 100% agree with you, but also, like, the bar is so low you know it's like oh heston didn't rape edith i guess he's a good guy now and you're like oh he gave her a loaf of bread (laughs) (laughs) i guess that excuses all of his past behavior yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, i mean um (laughs) so yeah so that's going on and uh speaking of aleswith she's still holed up um with ethelhelm and aelfled those two are really struggling. Mm-hmm. Love to see it, but it's really annoying to hear how they're not used to discomfort. The poor things. Oh darn! Um, we get it. You're hungry. Like, uh, oh. like come on! I, it's just I I can't with these two. Um, and Aylesworth is like, look, I lived in the marshes you for dumb a babies. minute. You dumb babies, get over it. There aren't any flies. My feet aren't rotting Tough from the wet. Up. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. My baby doesn't have colic and a witch isn't making sacrifices in the mud. Right. Let's you know, get a little perspective, life. you privileged babies. But yeah, they. Yeah, but. The conversation gets real dark real fast because they start talking about ways mm-hmm. to kill themselves and. You know, the, the what is it? Athelsweth? Athelsweth is the wife. And she's like, I'm just going to throw myself on the knives. I'm tired and want to die. And her dad is like, well, actually, there's a way you can kill yourself with just a piece of cloth. And Aleswith is like, well, actually, there are these flowers in the courtyard <laughs> and you won't taste it and they'll kill you very quickly. And of course, Athelhelm is like, interesting. I will keep this information. I'm put that away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good for Aylesworth for being, like, a low-key herbologist, but I just, you know, I just know that Ethelhelm is going to 
somehow use this like night lock or whatever it is. Oh my god, it is like night lock. Ruin oh. everything. It is. Aleswith <laughs> you know. would definitely <laughs> win the Hunger Games. <laughs> she would. She would offer to like eat the eat the night lock, but I think she would go through with it just so she could like, you know. Right. Have the the honor of sacrificing herself for her god and her kingdom. Exactly. That's totally ills with sway. Um, you know, but while all of that is going on, uh, you know, Sigtrigger makes good on his word to Brita about, you know, he's going to choose the hostage that they kind of dangle in front of Edward. And so he comes in. Um, he wants Edward's heir. And uh, very interesting that all of a sudden Ethelstan... Um, matters right. <laughs> and you know he's acknowledged and it's like take that one you know don't don't take ours right. take take the bastard he's the boy, oldest and one like, and okay. Edward likes him more and you're like oh man but Athelstan what is spent like two minutes with this kid right come on but Athelstan the sweetest boy in the whole world is like I'm the oldest I he's should be best. I should be the one to be taken and so St. Trigger's like, actually, I'm going to take both of you, and we're going to make this sure. real interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Edward's, you know, having his meltdown in the camp, and young Uhtred arrives, and he's looking for Stiora, and Uhtred is like, well, we don't really have her right now, but we have a plan, and they don't really have a plan. I thought young Uhtred was going to be in Winchester, though. Wasn't he riding back to Winchester to be in the monastery? I don't know if his monastery is, like, inside the walls of Winchester. But what I mm, want to know is I'm pretty sure um, Hild's uh, nunnery is in Winchester, and we didn't even get a check-in. Where has Hild been this whole season? I, now that I have just it? accepted like, the fact that now that Hild is an abbess, we're not going to see her very often. But I feel like we should have seen her in this episode. Like, we should have seen her in Winchester. Or at least, like, getting out. You know, something. Right. Like, there should have been some check-in. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, just because Bioka's gone doesn't mean that that whole... You know what I mean? They were kind of, like, part of a team right. at the beginning of this season. And it's like, she's still... She's still there. We still care about Hild. Come on, people. We'll always care about Hild. But, yeah. So, Sig Trigger <laughs> is like, hey, Edward, come meet me face to face. And Edward is like, mm, I think I'll pass. And then, you know, Sig Trigger really <laughs> forces his hand and brings out the boys and, you know, shows them, hey, I've got your heirs. I'm not to be fucked with. And so Edward, you know, he demands that his children be returned to him. And Sig Trigger laughs at him and is like, well, how about you pick one? Like, you can pick one son, yeah. and I'll give you that one if you retreat. And shockingly, that does not go well. <laughs> Yeah. I just want to point out in this exchange, uh, there's the part where it's like, where Edward is kind of making these really empty threats, and he's like, I, I'll find your kids, and, and Sigtrigger's like, yeah, I don't have kids. Right. <laughs> Take out their eyes. I don't have kids or a wife, and um, if Sigtrigger hasn't been wiped up yet, I volunteer a tribute. Well, like, I think Stiora's going to, totally I think you're, I think you're correct, and Stiora is going to take him up on that offer, but yeah. Take that offer, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sigtrigger, He's a, he's a, you know, he's a rolling stone. He's he can't be, be tied down. Long. No, <laughs> he's made it this far, but I think he's just waiting for the right woman. <laughs> Shockingly, I, I thought, you know, Edward might actually make that choice. I did it too. just seems like such a dirtbag thing that he would do. Um, especially since he's so concerned with like his legacy and his reputation and everything. And so it seemed like, you know, he would choose the legitimate heir because that would make sense. And that's what. 
you know, people were telling him, if you have to make this choice, that's what you should do. And I think of course, it was Uhtred is like, see, I think it was more the issue is he didn't like the retreat was part of that, you know? So like, right, I think if right. it was just pick a boy, he could have made the choice, but ultimately he could not bring himself to retreat because that would be a show of weakness. So I think right. it was more the retreat than whether or not he has a favorite. But I honestly think he would have chosen Which, Athelstan. I really do. I mean, who wouldn't right. at this point? I hate to see children hurt, but I would choose Athelstan. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I just don't have enough of, like, a connection with this other kid. I can't even be bothered to remember his name. Um, but, yeah, you know, Uhtred really... F- fills for Edward at, at this moment because he has two kids and mm-hmm. and he's having a talk with young Uhtred and um, young Uhtred is like, I you know, I would want you to pick Stiora and uh, Uhtred is like, I wouldn't be able to. Like, no parent should have to choose. It's unnatural. And so, um, you know, he offers himself instead and it's really noble and, and such a classic Uhtred thing move. to do. Yeah. Classic Uhtred. And Edward's response, I was just like, what the fuck, dude? He, he's like, you don't mean enough to me, like, yeah. <laughs> to be of any value. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. That's a bit harsh. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, Uhtred is, I mean, Alfred said so many worse things to Uhtred, though. Like, we forget because oh, we sure. like Alfred. But, like, Alfred was sure. always awful to him. But Uhtred is like, listen, like... Brita wants to kill me. I'm not without value. I'm, you know, I'm the Dane Slayer. So if they kill the Dane Slayer, mm-hmm. that looks good for them. I like that Edward is like, all right, if you do this, like Wessex, you know, would once again be in your debt and I won't let them forget you. You know, like I, if, if this, if you do this and this goes through, you know, you will be remembered even if you die. So I like that Edward acknowledges, you know, if Uhtred does this, that's a huge gesture and that he's not going to let mm-hmm. it go unsung, which is, you know, what what Alfred did for years. Yeah. I mean, he, like, purposefully, I think early in this episode when Stiora is talking about Alfred, you know, she's talking about his, how he, like, chronicled everything. They're reading that. And then later on in the episode, you know, we, we get another hint of that where, you know, Uhtred kind of hints that Alfred made sure that he wasn't in this history because— he didn't want everyone to know how much that this Christian kingdom owed to a heathen. And so I think when once you like see the whole episode, that part again like feels really important because that's something that Alfred never offered to Uhtred. Um and so yeah, they he he comes up to the gate to offer himself. Um Hestet's over here acted shocked that he's right? not dead. He's like, it's like, Hestet. we all know the truth, bro. You didn't want him to die. You made a half-ass <laughs> attempt at, like, assassinating but him. But also, Come like, on. he probably should have known because his men never came back, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, I guess they he... never gave him word. Yeah, like, nobody know. was like, hey, Uhtred's dead. And also, it's been 30 days, so it's not like he can be like, well, I just haven't heard yet. No, you would have known by now. And so, <laughs> Heston, bless him, oh, he's the worst. But, <laughs> but also sometimes the best. Exactly. Um, I don't want him to die. I'm glad he made it out of the siege and will continue to be yeah, a cockroach as another day. But, you know. Yeah, so... um you know, Uhtred is brought before Sigtrigger and they bring all the hostages out to the courtyard and Uhtred sort of offers himself up for both the boys. Um, 
and say Trigger accepts. And, you know, he really wants to negotiate. But Brita is like, actually, uh-huh. now that he's here, we're going to take him out. I want to crucify him quite literally and get my revenge. And say Trigger's like, please, Brita. You're embarrassing yourself. What Stop is this. wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she has clearly been lying awake at night thinking about that specific torture, and it's a lot. Like, Brita is making um, Arya Stark look chill in her quest for revenge in oh this season. God, right? Yeah, it's a lot. Like, what Arya Stark did, you know, uh, to the people that killed her family, it's just like, that's nothing compared to what Brita wants to do. Brita's like, it's Brita insane. wants it all to burn, so... Yeah. But, you know, I, that scene where they kind of, you know, reunite and I think Uhtred, like, he didn't know that she was pregnant, you know. And so when he sees, Mm-mm. you know, that she's pregnant and she's been through so much, I think that's a really hard thing for him to reckon with. But, like, he still he still believes that, you know, he saved her, which he did. But, like, she did go through a lot, like, some really horrific shit, like... We don't know how long she was in that pit. You know what I mean? And so I get it. I really do. But, like, Rita, you got to move on from this. Come on, dude. Like, uh, it's war. Things happen. Right. I I just, yeah. Um, uh, You know, while all of this is going on, um, Ethelhelm, you know, they've been brought to the courtyard and they, they see what's happened with Uhtred. Mm-hmm. And Ethelhelm uses this opportunity to kind of get in good with the guard, um, bribing him because he is, you know, basically the scum of the earth. And he decides to poison Aylesworth, um to kind of ensure that Ethelstan, you know, doesn't have her there to protect him if they make it out of this alive. Because I think this hostage negotiation has proven that Ethelstan is much more of a threat than he first thought and it's becoming like even more real that this kid could take his grandson's place on the throne um so he's gonna use that that bit of plant knowledge now to um take out Aylesworth which I I you would think that Aylesworth would be smarter than that but you know they have to inject some she's you know she's (laughs) been in prison for a month she's tired she's She's hungry like she's not working at 100 percent right now so maybe she should have kept that information to herself but also i get it hungry lips or loose lips how we would act (laughs) if we were held captive by danes for a month i mean i'd be saying all kinds of weird shit so yeah um you know so utrid and sigtrigger are in the throne room they're having a chat i love um, this scene. kind of a, a brawl and a chat oh my god so good i knew when these two got together like it would be such an interesting kind of matchup because they're so similar yeah. and um they're very they're on equal ground and i i liked that you know even when they're talking you know sig trigger brings up how similar they are he's lost his home just like utrid lost his home in bevenberg and i i loved that whole uh kind of interaction and i hope we can get more of it down the road i know i want to see really interesting characters i want to see more of it i love that there was such a level of respect like even though they were on technically Mm -hmm. opposing sides they both you know saw things that they admired in the other person i mean it's because they have a lot in common so like oh of course i like this guy he's a lot like me but he's like me (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think you know i think sig trigger endears himself to utrecht quickly when he's like listen like stiora's the best i love her Mm low-key and she's safe and well treated like don't don't worry about her i'm taking care of it 
Um, which, you know, has got to be a real concern for Uhtred. Like, he knows how Danes can be. He knows how being in prison can be. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that Stiora has come out of this not only, you know, unscathed, but thriving is, you know, yeah, it's more than he could have hoped for. I mean, she's her father's daughter. Um, also, I think Sigtrigger kind of recognizes that, like, you've got to get in good with the dad. It's yeah. like the first rule of dating, even <laughs> in the ninth century. Right. Mm, the dad so doesn't he's, like, like quick you. to be like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's quick to be like, Sior is cool. Also, I've heard really great things about you. Right. Let's, like, bond. Yeah. Let's see if we can make a truce and negotiate with your king. Can I call you dad? Not quite yet? Okay. Okay. Not yet? Okay. <laughs> But one day. Right. Um, yeah, so he's kind of working with Uhtred. I think he recognizes that Edward is um, not like a resolute man. Mm-hmm. He's not someone that's going to make a decision, a hard decision, and stick with it. Sure. Um, but Uhtred is, especially after everything that Stiora has, has told him. And so he wants Uhtred to kind of approach that negotiation with Edward. Mm-hmm. Um which is, again, so smart. He he wants peace. He wants land. Um, and Heston's kind of spying on them through this whole thing. And when Brita kind of pops up, she's like, Heston, yo, what are they talking about in there? And Heston's like, They're becoming friends. They want, like, to, yeah, they're, they're broing out. They're talking about maybe, like, giving you some land and silver and being on our way. And Heston's cool with that, of course, because he just wants to grow fat and lazy. Um, Brita does Brita, not react uh, well. Not what she signed up for. Yeah. Yeah, Brita is just, you know, she... <sighs> You know, Brita. She's on another level, dude. Yeah, she just <laughs> wants blood. Like, the thing is, like, I just, it's such a short-term plan. Like, she doesn't have any idea of what she wants to accomplish beyond Uhtred being dead and the Saxons mm-hmm. being punished. Like, that's it. She doesn't have a game plan beyond blood. And that that's a that's not a great place to be. And, you know, she kind of has her little, her little freak out and throws Uhtred's sword onto the battlefield and, you know, just, she just tossed away his sword like it was nothing. And like, what the hell? What the hell? She knows what that sword means to I him. I know. Uh, <laughs> they've just, they've just, they've more than like, <laughs> more than anybody. Like, shouldn't she get, didn't he like get that sword from Earl Ragnar and like the, you know, the, the amber thing. He got that the on piece the, of amber? Yeah, he got that with, like when they were still together and it's like, man, Frida, that's cold. Yeah, that's, like, worse than, you know, saying out loud that she wants to kill him. Like, her throwing his sword, like, on a pile of dead bodies for scavengers to find was just, like, mm, yeah, step too far. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, while all this is going on, outside, Edward's still losing it. Ethelflaed rides up. Mm. Um, for some reason, she is, like, so quick to agree with Edward. I was at, a little you know, shocked by at, that, too. I think, you know, I think... She wants to, you know, build the legacy that her father, you know, wanted. But also, like, Althelm is like, hey, maybe we should wait. And she didn't listen to him at all. And I just, I feel like he deserved a little more respect than that. Again, who knew that we would come around to Althelm? But, like, he's been a ride or die this season. And he makes so much sense. Yeah. And no one listens. No one listens to him. And so, you know, it's just Edward thinks that Uhtred is dead because he found a sword and Athelflaed is shocked. But she's like, you know, he's just one guy. So even if he's alive, we still need to burn it down. And I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, that is cold. But 
Yeah. These, like, Winchester kids I are really just, killing me this episode. Yeah, they're... <laughs> and yeah. also, here's my thing, too, is I, I don't like that they're talking about doing all of this in Alfred's, like, honor and his legacy because Alfred has lost Winchester to the Danes. He had to go to the marshlands. He didn't just say, hey, let's burn the whole fucking place down and kill everyone. Like, he's been in a similar position. So it's like, you know, you saying, yeah, let's burn everything down for my dad. It's like, I don't think that's what he would have done. So... I don't know. It's it's a lot. I just again, we need the excitement and the drama. So this is the way we're gonna go. But maybe next time, let's like have a better plan. Let's have a like a council. Let's get people together. Let's get some good minds in there and come up with something better than just burning the place to the ground. Right. There has to be a better option than literally hurling flaming bags of shit at the walls to smoke them out. I just, I, I refuse <laughs> to believe that's the only <laughs> option they've got right now. But, you know, that's the one they take. And it's, you know, pretty gross and pretty brutal. And you're just like, yeah, of course. And it's risky. So risky. Alhelm, like, wrong gust right, of the wind? Alhelm's like, okay, so like, what if the wind changes? Which, you know, happens all the time. And then we're the ones who are smothered. And they're like, you know what? It'll be great. It'll be fine. This is what we're going to do. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, you two. Just have... A bunch of pyromaniacs. Right. These, they just wanted to set some kids. shit on fire. Like, that's, <laughs> this, is a, this is a means to an end for that's them. But yeah, yeah, it's, you know, the battle breaks out and Hessen is like, all right, this is my cue to leave. And he wants to take Edith with him. But she's like, I need to stay with the hostages, even though she hasn't been staying with the hostages for the past month. But anyway, we he doesn't even know where the hostages are. Listen, this, this gave us a really beautiful moment. And so I'm not going to be mad about Edith being present. <laughs> I get, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> a, agreed. But yeah, she kind of gets swept up into the fight, which is not a great place to be. Um, but yeah, Brita's getting the battle that she wants because the Winchester kids won't trust Uhtred to handle it. Like they don't give him enough time. It's just ridiculous. Of course, Sick Trigger is a little pissed, and he's like, "I'd be what, pissed." You need. He tells Uhtred, "Yeah, I would too." And so he tells Uhtred, "You know, go out there and negotiate with your king, or we're just gonna kill them all." Yeah. And um, he he sends Uhtred out, but he like, can't no kill any Danes. Yeah, if you start killing Danes, I'm gonna kill you. He sends like this big bodyguard with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, like Uhtred is kind of just making his way through this messy battle trying to avoid getting stabbed to death and he's screaming at edward to put up a shield wall to um stand down like there are many points where i'm just like this is not gonna work he's not gonna get there in time something's gonna happen to him like very kind of touch and go moment but he finally kind of gets to edward um reasons with him a bit and also, like, shouts over to Sig Trigger to, like, throw up a shield wall and because um, I don't think, like, yeah, I don't think Edward would have done it first. You know, I think he no, he had no. zero faith <laughs> in Sig Trigger and ultimately because of that Uhtred. Um, but, yeah, he was not he was not going to be the first to uh, to make that show of negotiations. So that really just that really, again, shows what a wise leader Sig Trigger is and how much he's so mm-hmm. much better than Edward. Um, but yeah, Sig Trigger, you know, he has to try a couple of times, but he calls for the shield wall and, you know, they both throw him up. They have this moment of, you know, extreme tension, but they're not going to fight so mm-hmm. they can talk. 
And of course, Venon saves Edith from the battlefield. <sighs> it was a lot. It was beautiful. They better make out in the next I, season. Just, or I'm going to be come on. very upset. Um, he like almost broke a shield wall <sighs> to like scoop her off the ground. Like some you that know, is some romance novel shit. And I, I, am, I am here for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love it. Um, so that happens. Then Edward and Ethelfled kind of go in with Sigtrigger uh, to bargain with him. Mm-hmm. He wants Efferwitch, um, which is kind of a sore spot for Ethelfled because she just spent a like, lot of time literally just took taking it, it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was just bragging about that to her friends right. on like her group text right. like two minutes ago. You're gonna take this so, flex away yeah, from not, her already, not a good look. man. Yeah. It sucks. Um, also, like, Efferwitch is on Mercia's border. Mm-hmm. So there's, that's another, like, good reason to kind of be against that. It's not just because, like, she just retook the place. Sure. Like, there's it, tactical reasons, too. Yeah. She doesn't want the Danes kind of invading from there or just pillaging her land, whatever they want. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look like that negotiation is going to go good. But I like that Uhtred is kind of like, all right, I'm going to go. Bar, I'm gonna go see my kid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they offer him, you know, they offer Sig Trigger East Anglia, which I could see why they would offer it because it does have, you know, the sea and he does have access to his homeland that way, but that's not what he's going for. Like he's not looking for he's not looking backwards, he's looking forwards. And Efferwitch offers, you know, a little bit more room to grow. Um, but yeah, Uhtred pieces out, he did his part. This isn't this doesn't involve him. So he goes to go and find Siora. But instead of finding Siora, he finds Brita, who stabs him in the gut. And it's just, I mean, there is so much rage here. There's so much rage here. She's so, it's so hateful. I don't, it's weird. It's because like, you know, there's a part where she's like screaming at him and she's like, you know, I'm going to raise this kid. She assumes it's a boy and she's like, I'm going to raise him to be loyal to me, um, which is not what any man I've ever known has been. And like, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Kind of, I get it. I'd like the energy if it weren't so poorly directed. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just there's something to be said for like wanting to make people, um, you know, recognize when they've wronged you and atone for that. And so, especially in that time and what she's been through, I get it. But like, I think at this point, Brita has a lot of um, emotions that have been pent up from like even her time with Ragnar and. I think they're all just kind of being misdirected and kind of turned into this, like, nasty thing. And I I think it's going to overtake her and make her become a person she's not going to recognize. And I think that's sad. So this whole interaction that she has with Uhtred is just really rough because it kind of signals, like, yeah, this is, like, this is the final nail in the coffin. Like, this is done. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they kind of have that fight. And, like, obviously he overpowers her. Like, she's a pregnant woman. So Uchi's not mm-hmm. going to lose that fight. But, you know, she, when he gets the upper hand on her, you know, she begs him to kill her again. And, you know, tells him, you know, if you don't kill me, I will be your undoing. I will devote my life to ruining your life. So please just kill me. And he still can't do it. You know, he's still... He's still right. And so he, cause he remembers, you know, what he had with Brita and how they're so deeply bonded by their childhood. And, you know, he still loves her in a way. 
Um, so he's just like, you know, just leave, like have your child leave while you can just go. Um, and it's really sad and you can just tell like how tired he is of this conflict, but you know, Brita's not gonna, Brita's not gonna go quietly into that good night. So I feel like she'll be back after having her child under a tree. She'll find some, she'll find that just nightmare what a nightmare scenario we've watched okay here's my deal though we've watched her have a miscarriage under a tree now we're watching her give birth under a tree it's like find an inn right find a midwife right a manger in There's a gotta barn be someone out there. something but <laughs> under a tree jeez like that's that's hardcore yeah but yeah, I think yeah, I think, I'm like worried I feel about like it. Too Rita could I feel be like, like a vil- like a full on villain. Oh, next she's gonna season. be the next season's villain. Come on, that's got to be what it's gonna. I feel like we're gonna have a time jump. She's gonna have a kid that's like maybe a little bit more grown, and they're gonna be coming for Uhtred and for like you know all of the Saxons. I feel like that has to be what they're leading to at this point. Yeah, because other than like Ethelhelm. Who's going to be, the, who's the bad guy? Right. Unless we introduce some rando. But I just feel like you wouldn't have given Brita this whole arc this season if you weren't going to turn her into something like bad. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that for sure. Haven't we been through enough? Yeah. No, we haven't. Um, so, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Osworth is tending his wound and they're feeling a little confident and whatever. And, um, you know, Edward and Athel, Athel Fled show up and they're like, all right, so we negotiated. We're giving him Efferwich and he won't enter Saxon lands again. And they're like, great, this is great. Cool. And they still look sad. <laughs> and Uhtred is like, hey, buddies, what's going on? Why what's the up? long faces? And they're like, well, here's the thing. He wanted to keep a prisoner, specifically your daughter. And Uhtred, of course, doesn't handle that well. Um yeah, no. And he goes to see her and he's like, all right, I told him, no, this isn't going to happen. And she's like, "Ugh, dad, daddy, I love him. Like she has her little, little mermaid <laughs> moment. <laughs> and oh my God, um, like she, you know, she wants to go with him to Efferwich because there really is nothing for her in Cookham. Like, yes, it would have been lovely if they could have been a family, but like that ship has sailed, you know, like he hasn't been home after they lost Gisela. Like, there's just not, there's, Uhtred has this idea of what his family could be again, but it's just too much time has passed and that's not going to happen. And, you know, Stiora is just like her mom and just like Uhtred and that she doesn't want this, you know, again, to quote a Disney princess, there's so much more than this provincial life and she wants to, you know, get out there a little bit. And Sig Trigger is her way to do I that. Mean, that's very- true yeah Stiara is a Disney princess it's canon (laughs) she is um yeah I like this moment that she has where she's like I want to get in touch with my roots I want to see the world like I want to I have like your blood in me so I have this restless spirit and I want to follow a path without knowing where it will end and I think that's like a really um relatable thing like every Mm -hmm. young person feels that way no matter like what century you're in and I think it's really a great kind of lesson that instead of fighting really hard against that Uhtred is like kind of recognizes you know the best thing I can do now as her dad instead of trying to protect her is to let her do that Mm -hmm. to let her go live her life how she wants to like she should be in charge of that she's a, a woman she's not a child anymore and um 
you know, also I think she he recognizes that she's got a thing for Sig Trigger, and he's met Sig Trigger. It's pretty cool. So he's gonna let her go backpacking with her Viking hippie boyfriend. Yes. Like, what's where's the harm? You know, he's like such a cool I think, dad. Honestly. <laughs> The coolest dad, he lets his kids go, like, on long extended vacations with, like, boys they just met. And he also lets them join back with their monastery bros. Like, he's the best. But I think, like, this whole uh, situation, the the one thing that I think negative that comes out of it is seeing how quickly Ethelflaed is, like, yeah, I made a bargain with your kid. Yeah, and after he is like, after he fought so hard oh, to not man. have her kid used as a bargaining chip, she gave yes. up his very quickly, very quickly. And it's just like she's not a kid anymore. So, but like you could tell like, when you know, she said she's not a child, she didn't fully believe that herself. Like she knew she was a like she she stood by her choice, but I think she was a little bit ashamed of her actions. As she should be. And I worry that, like, this whole episode from Ethelflaed, like, agreeing to kind of just help burn down the city to um, being reluctant to make this bargain to making it and offering also Stiora in it. Like, it just sets up, like, a bad kind of precedent for what's going to happen between them in season five. Like, I just don't know where that's going to go now because that feels like, again, that feels like a... uh, like, we're going to—I know we were already taking a break because of, like, your kingdom. But, like, thing, now but we're, like, like really now I want to take a break for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was rough, so—but as one couple breaks further apart— Another rises oh! from the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk right. about it. Tending her wounds. Hot. Love mm. it. Finning. Yes. You know, Stiora talks about how Sig Trigger is gentle and how that's appealing. And I feel like Finnin is starting to learn that, too. Well, it's especially for Edith, who has been mistreated, you know, by so many different men, even men like her brother, who were supposed to be there to love her and support her. It's just like to have this person that you've really just met a couple a couple episodes ago, you know, kind of be so kind to her, his his life and, and be so kind for like with nothing to gain, like, no, you know, Heston was being nice to her, but obviously he had, like, a... a Ulterior motive, you know, for sure. A, a way for her to pay him back in mind. And it's like, Finnan is clearly not like that. And, and so, yeah, I think that really, um, I don't know, it's just, like, such a nice foundation to, like, build something on. And I hope that the show kind of takes that and runs with it. Because, one, I want to see Finnan get a romance, like, he deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I think Edith deserves that too. Yeah. And I think they both deserve yeah. something Come on. nice been through it. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So after we have that lovely little moment, we sort of go back to sort of tie off the loose ends in Winchester and Aleswith is not doing well because, you know, poison. Um, sure. Athelhelm, <laughs> Athelhelm is like, you know, basically skipping down the hallways at the news that she's not doing well. Ugh. Um, and I think Edward, I think Edward, you know, obviously he can't like get rid of Athelhelm at this point, but I think he realizes that he's more of a threat than he anticipated because he basically begs Uhtred, like, please take Athelstan and keep him safe and teach him how to be a warrior because he is not safe here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, Uhtred loses one kid and gains another. I mean, maybe it'll go better this time around. Maybe he'll be able to, like, really spend some time with this kid. I think it's, if anything, it's going to shore up these ties to, like, this vision of a united England. 
Um, I think he's been trying to kind of get away from that duty to Wessex, but like, eh. if you're saddled with the future king, right. um, and told to like teach him everything you know, it's like okay, All right. well, <laughs> but yeah, you just, know, just give in to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that really, you know, it wraps up the season, and you now I'm I'm excited for what's to come. We better get more, and yeah, it's a lot. Next season's gonna look really different, I think. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Because we have finished this season, we're going to look ahead to the next season, um, which is happening for sure, it's not been confirmed by Netflix or anyone official, but we're putting saying. that energy out into the universe. Um, Give yeah. us season five. You've got to put the good energy out there. Um, so this is when we issue our demands for upcoming episodes or seasons. Uh, like the spoiled toddlers that we are, here's what we want to see, when we want to see it, and why we won't be denied. So, Alyssa, what are you... What's going to go down next season, do you think? I mean, Athelhelm needs to go. Like, I'm as shocked as anybody oh, that sure. we're ride or die for Aleswith at this point. But that's mm. where we are now. So, Athelhelm, I mean. he, needs to, he needs to get his and get out. Um, I really hope that even though they're, like, you know, riding off into the sunset, I want Sig Trigger and Stiora to remain major players. Because I would be really bummed if they just disappeared into Northumbria and we didn't see them again. I'm hoping Edward has learned a little bit of humility through this whole ordeal. And I'm actually, you know, kind of, I mean, like, yes, it's frustrating, but I'm actually kind of excited to see him and Athelflaed work as more of a team. I'm hoping that it'll be more her influencing him than her deferring to what he wants. Um, but I think that right. dynamic does have potential, even if it's frustrating in this episode. Um, I do think it's what, yeah. you know, it's what Alfred would have wanted. Plus, you know. Usher still has a take back Bebenberg. Like he still has that cousin oh, yeah. out there running around that was like introduced as kind of like a villain. And then we see him for one episode and then don't hear from him again. So I feel like that guy is a threat. Um, but yeah, I swear the show cannot end before he takes back his birthright. Like it just, it just can't. No, we, we will not let it stand. <laughs> um, and I think it's, you know, there's an interesting part where, uh, Uhtred and Edward are, are having that talk about taking care of Ethelstan. Um, and Edward kind of mentions this thing where he's like, you know, we still need to take Northumbria. Mm-hmm. And and Uhtred's like, you know, haven't you, like, learned, you know, from all of this? And, and Edward's like, yeah, I have. And Sigtrigger has, like, taught me that it, we don't have to, like, always have war to, like, take back, mm-hmm. you know, and make this vision of a united England possible. So I feel like maybe that's where we're going to go. Mm-hmm. Next season is more into Northumbria. Obviously, that would lead us closer to Bebenbur. It would mean that, you know, maybe we'll see more of Stior and Sigtrigger. Um, because, at, you know, at one point before Efferwich was decided, they were talking about Northumbria. And, yeah, so, yeah, maybe that's, like, the the north. That's, like, 
uh, North of the Wall. Yeah. Yes. The, the Wildlings. <laughs> um, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's meet some Wildlings. Um, yeah. I think, you know, season four has been such a wild ride and there's plenty I want to see when we kind of return. But I just also want to take a moment to say how impressed I am with this show as a whole. Yeah. Um, I think it just gets better every season. I think the characters get more interesting. Uh, as we spend more time with them, we see kind of new facets of each of these characters and their relationships to each other. Um, it handles so much history really well. I mean, yeah. there's a lot that's packed into each season. Um, I think, uh, like you, I want to see more of Stiora's kind of journey in Daneland. Um, also, you know, because that means more sick trigger and I'm just his groupie at this point. I've come to accept it. <laughs> um, I, I hope Aleswith kind of survives, but I think, I think like this new path that Uhtred is on, mm-hmm. um, is kind of the most interesting because it feels like maybe he has a clearer mission than he did when the season started, mm-hmm. especially after the kind of disaster at Bevember. And, um, there's like deeper ties to like this United England. And I think... When when Uhtred is working towards a goal like that is when he's, like, really at his best. So, yeah. I just—also, we're going to get more of, like, Nanny Finn. Yes, which, he like, had such a beautiful bond with Applestan. We'll get to see more of it. Yeah. We're going to get to see more of, like, playing with boats on the river, like, toy boats. Oh, it's going to be so cute. More, like— <laughs> Piggyback rides. Adorable. Adorable. Isn't that what everyone tunes into this show for? Yes. <laughs> the Last Kingdom has a massive cast of interesting characters, and nearly everyone gets their time to shine. Our arsling of the episode is the character who truly goes above and beyond to win the war or simply win our hearts. Now, I feel like there was only one option in this episode. I mean, come on. Who else? Yeah. Like Uhtred. Obvs. Right. Come on. I, he's willing to sacrifice himself once again for peace. Um, he works his butt off trying to convince Edward and Ethelflaed to make a deal with Sick Trigger. Uh, totally cool with, like, Stira going off with her, like, new boyfriend mm-hmm. to kind of explore her, her roots and get in touch with that, like, Viking version of herself. Um, and now he's going to, like, raise the future king of England. No man does more for Wessex than Uhtred. Yeah, you're— a- No one. No one. You're absolutely correct. I'm, I'm really hoping that Edward, you know, sticks to his promise to ensure that Uhtred is remembered and respected. Like, Alfred could never commit to that. And that's an area, I think, where Edward could even overtake his father. So do what your dad couldn't, Edward. Give Uhtred the respect that he has earned so many times over. Honestly, if Edward cares, like, anything about, like, getting in our good graces and being popular. Right. If you ever want to <laughs> um, be the arsling of the this. episode, do this, Edward. <laughs> do this, Edward. All right, guys, get ready to shame on the worst character of the episode with us. It doesn't matter if you're a Saxon or a Dane. Anyone can be a turd, and we're calling out the biggest one of the episode. Again, lots of choices. I think it comes down to to one or two, though. Yeah. So, Alyssa? For me, I have to go Brita. Like, she's really she's breaking mm. my heart this season. Like, she's so deep in her own quest for revenge that she just refuses to see anything else. You know, plus she's determined to, like— Bring her kid down into that level of hatred, too, you know? Bringing a child... Ugh, yeah. Yeah, bringing a child into this, you know, brutal world is enough, but instilling hate into its heart from the get-go is damning that kid to a life of misery and disappointment. Like, don't ruin his life just because yours is ruined, too, Brita. That sucks. 
It's also kind of weird to me because, you know, for a long time that that whole issue of um, not being able to have a child really kind of weighed on Brita. And it was something that once that curse was lifted, it kind of felt like, oh, okay, you know, maybe that's a struggle that she's not going to have to deal with anymore. And for her to be so kind of cavalier with her life, like she's asking, literally asking people to kill her. I don't know. It just, it's, you would think that like maybe she'd be more concerned and like maybe her, her one kind of goal would be to raise this kid and have a healthy kid. And um, it just shows kind of how far off the deep end she's gone because she doesn't, doesn't even care about this child. Like she only sees it as a pawn yeah. to kind of further her own need for revenge at this point. Yeah. That's not ideal. What's going on, Brita? Brita, get together, please. Um, Come on. Uh, yeah, so I think it was between Brita and Ethelhelm for me. I think both are terrible in different ways. And there's a part of me that can still understand Brita's anger. Sure. She's been through a lot. Sure. Um, I just can't get with Ethelhelm's kind of joyous scheming. Mm. I mean, he's in the middle of captivity. He's, you know, it's near certain death at this point. Um, and he ends the episode far too happy for my life. Absolutely. I think I don't want to see Aylesworth gone, obviously. I think even worse than that, though, it's like if she dies, it's almost worse news for him because, you know, now Ethelstan is going to be growing up under Uhtred's tutelage. And so he's going to have the knowledge of both Saxons and Danes, and he's going to grow up hopefully to be a really good warrior because he's going to learn from Uhtred. It's like, you kind of fucked up, Ethelhelm. Like, come on. (laughs) I don't know. Now, no character is safe on The Last Kingdom, but some seem to be flirting with death more than others. Ninth century life was fleeting and barbaric, but that doesn't mean we can't have some fun with it. Get ready to place your bets on who's headed for Valhalla soon, because this is the Viking death pool. All right, going into season five. Who's in a precarious spot? I mean, it doesn't look good for Aylesworth, does it? Like, she's she's on the deathbed at, at this point. I hope... She's able to to recover next season because I really loved her journey this time around. Um, but I think The Last Kingdom likes to redeem characters right before they kill them. So mm-hmm. the odds are not in her favor. Well, yes, Aylesworth is indeed looking quite <laughs> rough. But I just like I refuse to think that, you know, she's a bad bitch. Like that worm at yeah. helm is not going to be the one who gets to kill her. So I'm no. I'm hoping that she recovers. It's like, hey, like I was real sick. And, you know, it was a lot like what that flower that I talked about in jail does to people. <laughs> and I think I hope she realizes, you know, that he was the one who tried to poison her and in turn has him killed. Like, that's my dream scenario. I'm just I'm so sick of this. I'm sick of this guy. Get rid of him. Get rid of him and have Aylesworth be the one to do it. I can still dream. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Now, this is clearly a very serious podcast about a very serious show, but sometimes it's nice to indulge in a little thirst. It's 2020. The world is on fire. Honestly, we deserve this. So this is our time to celebrate the thirstiest moments that really blew our skirts up this week. And I, think I mean, for listen, both of us, it's the same. listen, like <laughs> they tossed us a few love kernels and we ate them up. Like, please give us a Finn and an Edith romance. But here's the thing. I'm going to put a slight caveat. Well, not necessarily a caveat. Oh, okay. I'm going to potentially throw a wrench in this. In the books, 
Edith and no. Edith and Uhtred are a thing. Like after everything falls apart with Athelflaed, they sort of take up together and are together until she dies. Until Edith dies? Yes. I don't like that. I don't either. So I'm I'm really hoping <laughs> don't that, do that. I'm, I I just I feel like they've built up so much of like, you know, Gisela was his great for his great love and then he had Athelflaed. So I feel like not to like, you know, completely take Alexander Draymond out of the romance pool, but I feel like Uhtred's had enough. I'm kind of like, I'm not super interested in that. So I think they're kind of realizing that this would be a better path for Finn to walk. And, Mm -hmm. but I don't want it to become like a thing between the two of them. You know what I mean? Like that would be, that would be awful if like Finn and Uhtred had this conflict. So I'm hoping they just completely disregard that plot line from the books and instead give us the Finn and Edith romance that we deserve. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, this is a show that will be going on its fifth season, you know, if this romance ends up happening. So by this time, we've deviated from the books in many ways. I, sure. I feel like it's not, like, you know, blasphemous it's or whatever not, to not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the fans will be okay with it. I think it just makes sense given what we've seen between Finn and Edith this season. Ugh, um, so good. I just, I can't, I can't believe that we got all these looks <laughs> and all these kind of like breadcrumbs and it's going to end up being, Uhtred. I mean, I get it. Uhtred's pretty, but no. <laughs> I know. I just like, I, if you want to get me on board, like with a romance, like give me some unrequited longing looks and I will mm. 100% be down. Like I was raised on Regency novels and Jane Austen. So that Hell kind yeah. of longing, that is my lifeblood. So give it to me. That's what I want. That, that trope where like the woman is like, oh, if only someone loved me. Uh, and the guy is just like looking at her like, <laughs> it's, me, it's, it's me. It's perfect every time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, it gets me every time. Definition of hard eyes. I just, I can't, I can't see it being any other way at this point. So. I agree. And I, I think agree. Edith and Finnan have a lot more in common than Edith, Edith and Uhtred anyway. I think they've For both sure. kind of been through hell. And um, yeah, I just feel like yeah, don't do don't do that. Don't do that. If Finnan and Edith will come up with a, a couple name like to really like give solidify us fi- that. Give us Findith in season five. <laughs> <laughs> Is it gonna be Findith? Oh no, we need to workshop that. That's bad. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come up with something else, but we'll put it out there so that way, like people will think it's canon and then they the writers can't go against it. Right. <laughs> We'll, we'll find ways to, like, manipulate it so that right. season five, you know, becomes this Finn and Edith romance that we want. Now, since we recorded our previous season, the world has changed a little bit. Life has ground to a halt, and we're just doing our best not to lose our minds in quarantine. So goodbye, Geek Out, and welcome to Self Care Corner, where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and doing to stave off the seemingly endless alone time. <sighs> okay. So, for my self-care corner, I'm going to end with a show that I'm really loving. Um, it's on FX. It's called What We Do in the Shadows. I've really got to catch off, up on that. I, I need <sighs> to catch up on that. Okay. So, it's it's based off the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, please go see the movie first. I mean, I it's not like you movie. need to see the movie to understand what's happening on the show, but it's like you'll have an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show is really good. Uh, the first season kind of um, 
retreads some of the things that happen in the movie. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a a nice little easy entrance for fans of the film. But this mm-hmm. second season, they have really kind of blown it out of the water and done such interesting stuff mm-hmm. and made characters. I mean, there's one character on there, Colin Robinson. He's like this energy. It, okay, so the, the show is about... Um, these vampires that like are roommates in a house in Staten Island. Um, and it's just like ridiculous the ways they try to interact with the world and um, this kind of modern world. And they just obviously are do not belong. Um, but yeah, season two, like there are so many characters that I just did not like at first. And now in season two, I'm like, oh, they're one of the best characters or it, there's just so many funny people in it. Um, I mean, Matt Berry, Matt Berry is Matt Berry. so goddamn funny in everything Matt he's Berry. ever been in. Yeah. Okay. Toast of London on Netflix. There's a bunch of other stuff he's in, but, like, go watch his stuff. Uh, he is so hilarious. The most British man you will ever, like, see on Extremely TV. Like, British. He is the definition of British. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's you know so many other like really talented people on that show, and it just gets funnier and funnier. And it was renewed for season three, so there'll be even more of it to enjoy. Yeah, I really need to catch up because I love the movie. Like I love the movie to the point where my oh, sister my sister made me a needlepoint that says "Vampires don't do the dishes" and it hangs above ah! my kitchen sink. <laughs> um, so I, I love, love what we do in the shadows, and I really need to catch up on the show, especially now that we're getting a season three. Um, mine is Insecure. Do you watch Insecure? Okay, so I've I've seen the first season. And oh my god! I'm okay, you gotta catch, catch up. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, this season it's been since season four. I've heard some interesting things though. It's so good. It's so good. It's so well written and so just well constructed, and the acting is great. It's just a really great show. And this season has been focusing on like this sort of slow burn friendship breakup. And it's absolutely Mm. devastating to watch, but it's so well done that you can't really pick a side. Like you can see, you can see where they're coming from, but you also wish they would just communicate because they, anyway, I just, it's so good. And everybody should watch Insecure because Issa Rae is a genius. Issa Rae is brilliant. Have you seen The Lovebirds on Netflix? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very cute. Like she, I thought Um, the script was like a little... Like, I mean, it was the, or I guess the plot was more a little weak, but I thought that right. Issa Rae and Camille Angiani were so good and had such good chemistry that they just like, they carried it. And it's, you know, a lovely little rom-com to watch in quarantine. He should be the romantic hero more often. Oh like, my why God. hasn't he been filling that role? <laughs> well, like the thing is, is like, I feel like in rom-coms, like there, you have to have the really good rom-com look, like just the way that a man looks at a yeah. woman and which I know is a really heteronormative way to describe it, but like it's it in rom-coms. Like he has to be able to look at her and you're just like, oh yeah, like he loves her just from that look. Right. And he's really good at doing that. There were a couple of yes. moments in the movie where I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Like, and it was just a look, but yes. They even joke, but the movie is really funny because they even joke about that. It's like, I know. Is that the your kid, look? Is that, yeah, is that your kiss me face? But like, yes, yeah. he has a really good one. So yes, yeah. put Kumail in all of the rom coms. Look at more Hollywood. Please. Yeah, for sure. 
So, and Issa too. They, I just thought they were, they were so good together, which I'm glad that I liked her in this movie because the last movie that I saw in the movie theater before all this goes down was the photograph, which I had really high hopes for. And I did not like because the way that she was written was just such a flat character, which is not Issa Rae at all. Um, and so this, watching this and watching the new season of Insecure, I'm like, okay, that was a blip. Issa's the best. So back on the Issa train. (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys, if you want to hear more of our bullshitting, check us out on Twitter or over at Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, destiny is all bitches. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.